I recently saw on Steve Franson's channel his breakdown of what is it resistance and commitment issues um, some kind of synchronization workshop pardon me I'm kind of inebriated right now but it's by this woman named Teal Swan who has had a slew of traumatic life events occur within her life uh she was abused and apparently from what he said she was uh chained in uh the basement of some kind of house for decades and so i think that frames a lot of what i saw as and just a cursory look at this, her deconstructionist viewpoints. But let's start this out. And I am going to be eating through this, so I apologize. Excerpt from the codependency, whatever Seattle workshop. Right, right away, if you watch it, there's a guy, he has a certain physiognomy that I am already skeptical towards, um, if you just look at his face, but he has this very closed posture, his hands are crossed in front of him, though his legs are open, so he has this kind of wary posture about himself. Um, he is wanting to talk, but there is an apprehension to opening up. And as you'll hear as it goes on, and if you have seen the video, you'll see how it goes. And it's just disgusting. There is this man who is subjecting himself to vulnerability. Vulnerable vulnerability uh, I don't know but um he just falls right into a trap cause he is just this emasculated husk of a man but um yeah let's continue I'll beat the crap out of you you stupid cat go So, in the first 20 seconds, well, I'd say like 15 seconds, he doesn't even know how to start. So, it shows that he's already on his back foot. He can't initiate a conversation without some kind of preparedness. But he's going to talk. Uh, spiritual and physical life uh, appear to be at odds. So, just right here, his physical and spiritual life seem to be at odds. And she is already intrigued. She has this kind of up-talk tone. And she's like, oh, in what way? Like, oh, I'm going to be able to string this man along, this this boy along, and 
have him, you know, it's so think of this as a way to look at it. Think of a conversation like a tree. It can grow naturally and flourish and continue to grow resilient and beneficial, or you can, through the course of it, have points where you strap the growing tree, the growing foliage to a certain point and have it go whichever way you would like. So if you want it to curve this way, you would start steering it this way, you would strap it to this way and you wouldn't let it go, which can be considered as like framing or leading along the conversation. Um, I have a, uh, I feel biased, uh, toward, uh, the spiritual world, and I have a lot of shame about, uh, the, um, physical she, he feels biased towards the spiritual and he has a lot of shame. She is very open in this because she's actually willing to go along with this and talk and this is when she starts to deconstruct and she says the omg i freaking love science religion bad grug brain take when he is legitimately and steve brought it up i hope that this is not just free in a way because he is getting messed up i hope that he made the conscious choice to pay so that he at least knew what he was getting himself into as opposed to being an innocent party entirely in this aspect specifically oh uh, money um and she was talking about specifics and she has this glee as she feels she had this face where she was excited where this is a start of like genuine possible concern and intrigue that goes with it but he starts talking sex money sex getting getting the reasons for getting uh, the reasons for getting pleasure and They, so he can't even really get it out because he's so apprehensive because she has this dominant energy and, you know, he really is a simp. He is letting the woman dominate this, whereas, like, later on, you can see him start to control the narrative and push back in very key points and you can see her be taken aback by it um but here he is he's being very not necessarily coy but he's testing the waters he's seeing this little bit and she is actually interested here you can see she is facing towards him she has an open posture and he has an open posture and this is where it starts and it's kind of mutually conversational but she is trying to lead it to where she can be dominant 
And she has this laugh, and she just crossed her legs. She's showing her tattoos, and it's... I don't know. I think they're... She is trying to exercise her kind of sexual... uh, I don't know. Her sexual power over him. And be very revealing and you know, have this false comfort about her. Can I have a moment? She asks this question. Can I have a moment? Where she's trying to have it to where... Have you ever seen those shows where there's the fourth wall break and, you know... The other person isn't there. And it's just uh, hard to heart between the person who is having the moment of exposition and just talking with the audience. This is how this goes. And she is completely disregarding. So this, I feel, is the one of the points where she breaks him down she holds the frame and she says no you will not talk this is time for me to hold and you just sit there while i control how this goes something that has driven me nuts is that for thousands upon thousands of years okay and this is the part where steve was like oh this oh thousands upon thousands oh the she's looking into the past, looking into the future, and she's just going to crap on religion. ...have separated their humanity from their divinity. Separated spirituality from physicality. Um, this is her trying to be very deconstructionist, very social Marxist, um, and just try to make it a kind of dynamic where social mores and then just the whole thing where separating humanity from divinity sexuality from physicality she's trying to deconstruct that when those things are separate humanity is imperfect divinity is transcendental and you're trying to strive for a next level and a betterment of oneself sexuality and physicality it's at the same time it's tandem but at this it's also separate because there is the physical aspect of sexuality where it is part of you but there is a divinity and an intimacy to it because sex is not just meant to be given freely If you think that we are moral agents, if you think that we have something aside from our lizard brain and just the need to bust a nut, then you will see that intimacy, monogamy, family building, sex has a purpose. And it's not just free love, let me push the boundaries, let me see how much stuff I can fit up my butt, let me see how many objects I can put my penis into that is not there is a 
sacred aspect of sexual relations. And it's complete and total BS. No, it's not. You're just uh, asserting that as fact, and you're a whole trying to justify your own sexual promiscuity and deal with <coughs> have some way to cope with the fact that you were abused. Most of this is religious in its origins, which has nothing to do with spirit. It has everything to do with social control. Mm -mm. that's a highly subjective view and that's a value judgment in a way because you're trying to take the transcendental and make it carnal you're trying to take the I don't uh, you're trying to take the religious and divine the special the reserved aspect of humanity, procreation, love, intimacy, and put it to surely being a social construct. There's no way that you should, there, there's no reason why you should be so uptight about something that is so special and intimate because religion bad. That's all that you think. Um, she's rubbing her hands together. She has a closed posture because she knows that this, she knows that she is peddling her own subjectivity here. She is an anxious mess through the rest of this. She's rubbing her hands. She has these numerous idiosyncrasies that she is using to self soothe. And while she is trying to hold the frame over this man who is downtrodden, who can't deal with his own issues, who is looking for an outside source, a third party that ultimately will lead him astray. And she just has this conniving, just malevolence about her if you see her smile if you see her mannerisms it's disgusting society to control your sexuality let's see why does it benefit society to control your sexuality so he's going to get into something that is a very valid concern right here talking about society controlling your sexuality uh minimizing negative externalities public charges and all that but she is just trying to lead him along to where it's like oh societal construction da 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 this whole kind of autism when you know she's trying to tear apart his framework where though it may be a bit negative overall as to how his conception of the world is. He may be a little bit too legalistic within himself, but he has a correct framework to start with. She's trying to deconstruct that. She's trying to say, oh, why is there such a societal construct and this negativity around something that is supposed to be 
intimate, something that is supposed to uh, contribute to the, you know, furtherance of humanity and something that isn't supposed to be given freely and just asserted with wanton disregard of the future, you know, of one's consequences and accountability to the action. And she did this move where she has her hands together. She raised her eyebrows and it was a little bit of a devious kind of, oh, what will he say? How will I entrap him in this? And it's like playing a game of catch the way conversations go. I'm only like two minutes in and there's already this. But, you know, there's the call and response. You throw the ball to them. They catch. They throw the ball to you. And this is how it's going. He, she has this veneer of positivity. And he thinks he's going to be able to have an open discussion and not be led along. Because she's smiling with malicious intent. He's smiling. I'm not going to purport to know what he's saying, but he's probably feeling a level of comfortability here. He's like, oh, let me examine my premises. Why do I feel that it's important that society controls my sexuality? <laughs> so, uh... And possibly here there's a little bit of uncomfortable laughter there. Or if you go wild sexually, what's the... It says, so I don't go wild. She says, what happens if you go wild sexually? It's for society. I need you guys to see this clearly. For society. Which has nothing to do with spirit. It has everything to do with social control. Shut up. Why does it benefit society to control your sexuality? <laughs> so I don't go wild. What if you go wild sexually? What's the consequence for society? I need you guys to see this clearly. How this developed. And now, okay. Um, so, here. Is, what's the consequence for society? Um, all this. And she turns her attention... To the audience, breaking away from what should be an intimate moment. She's fiddling with something in her hand because she's already uncomfortable with this because he's pushing back on her. She has this conception that she's going in with and she's trying to string him along with her line of reasoning. And he doesn't go with that right away. He poses a challenge which is very good on his part. Because she is malicious. She does not care about him. She is not looking for his best interest. And she has a closed posture. And she is having a soothing or a self-soothe moment where she has some kind of fidget in her hand. Whereas he 
has a very wide open posture as far as his legs are. He's leaned forward. He's into it. And though his hands may be crossed, I think that's surely around the microphone. And he may be using that as a closed posture, as a sort of way to defend himself because he has that physical object in front of him. But she's leaned back. She has a closed posture. She is taking her attention away from him, who has posed the question, and she's taking it to the audience, trying to have some kind of pressure release valve saying, I want you to watch this, and trying to put him on his back foot. It's the year 200 BC. What's the problem in my society if you are screwing every woman? Lots of kids. Well, good. Very valid point. In 200 BC, if you are having massive progeny, that's going to be a net social drain. That is going to cause a hard time for everybody else. Um, and, you know, it's a lot more... This is going to go off on a side note. It's a lot more of a societal, tribal consciousness there. Because during that time, people had one unified ethic for the most part if they were in a civilized western sort of like the jewish people back then if we're talking about you know during the bible times the jewish people the greek people the roman people they had a unity where they understood that they needed to take care of each other but Though in some aspects, in some tribes, they were possibly more promiscuous, there was an understood value there. Whereas here, she's trying to kind of anachronize and say, oh, what's what's the big deal? You know, it's like it's on individuals to do their stuff. And I don't know, I, I may be putting words in her mouth. But when I listened through this the first time, she is taking a sheerly, like, animalistic view of everything. And she's trying to deconstruct the holy, the transcendental, the religious aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Now what happens to them? They have to uh, be, be fed. And- so, mm-hmm. Now, what happens to her when she smiles, still remaining with this, it was a brief smile, which could possibly denote nervousness. And she still has this closed posture. She's looking, but you gradually see her devolve into this framework of attacking him after he pushes back, offers resistance that is very valid that she can't counteract outside of this social Marxist cultural Marxist just you know cope that she has that goes along with her liberalist feminist egalitarian mindset whereas he is bringing up valid religious you know morally frameworked arguments 
Whereas she's just saying, oh, free love, why why you do that? Religion bad. Uh, cared for and schools have to be built. Are mm-hmm. women free agents? Oh, here we go. Not back then. There. Resting with so stuff in her hand. woman is owned by a man, thus she is property, and she is knocked up by another man... What kind of a problem does that present in society? She was trying to do this whole thing where women are property. Dad did a deconstructionist. Um, You know, it's not our fault that we get knocked up, that we have children. When really it is because you're trying to talk about a free love society when there was a largely monogamous mindset. You know, unless it was in some kind of pagan, sort of debauched society like Chaldea, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, um, some kind of thing like that, Canaan, this very unstructured kind of socially primitive kind of society that doesn't necessarily have a moral framework to work from. She's trying to talk about this and, you know, it, trying to go with the women are property, children are property, and it's retarded. It's just founded on bullcrap. And it stomps them. Now, whose property is she? Whose property is she? Now, whose property are the children? Her husband. And, you know, it's it's really infuriating because she has this false syllogism where she tries to be deconstructionist. And she says, oh, who is it? Well, in this one very isolated situation, what is this? What is that? Uh, There's the woman, and she gets knocked up by this. If that happens, it's the neighbor's responsibility. It's that person's responsibility. The children belong to that man, and she deserves to be shamed. And there were laws in place for infidelity so it's just very very false I'm honestly probably going to tap out at the 15 minute mark because I've already done 27 minutes worth and I'm only 3 minutes 20 seconds in now there is social unrest because I can tell you that the guy who's married to that woman is going to kill you hmm Now, there's social unrest because when you agree to come into a union with a man and he pledges himself to you, you pledge yourself to them as a woman, there is the fidelity. It is expected that you remain faithful to your husband, and if that happens... The husband's probably going to kill you. Honestly. Honestly. And is he wrong to have that mindset? No. Because you went in 
and you he has made himself your property and you have made yourself his property so <laughs> do, you, do you see what i'm saying well, i see what That's you're saying good. you whore of babylon because it's in your dna and it's not just that it's bred into your um, no. you regardless of how awakened you would like to think you are we are all programmed with she's trying to have this epigenetic day, day. and you even come in view of it genetically before you're born I feel a lineage aspect to the, the suffering. I yeah. Feel like the... No doubt, because it is passed through you. There is an epigenetic sort of view and an epigenetic sort of framework and paradigm that you work within. Because we were created with certain inborn characteristics where. We desire the transcendental. We have a moral framework based off of the creator, based off of God. We were created in his image. We desire justice. We desire love. We desire compassion. We desire patience. And there is a lineage aspect of it, even though... We stem from the original sinners, Adam and Eve. It's... So he's not wrong. He is not necessarily wrong in where he comes from. It's just, he gets led along by this malicious harlot. The, the, the men in my family worked very, very hard. Didn't have to. <laughs> so, with this, uh, it's he's volunteering a little bit of information that, you know, it should be good. There should be an intake of information. There should be a flow of, okay, here's this, here's that. Um, and really more so, like Steve Franzen said, for most of the other stuff where it's more of an emotional thing, there needs to be the necessary questions asked about history of drug abuse, history of psychiatric medication needed, history of um, smoking, psychedelics, uh, drugs, um, alcohol, uh, abuse that's in the family. And with this, he talks about, you know, the shame that was associated with it and the abuse that was associated with sexuality where he doesn't I don't think he really tells her if there was any sexual abuse to him directly or if it was more of an an aspect of like a thinking and like oh you know a more shameful aspect that felt emotionally mentally or you know psychologically abusive to him feel capable of putting that much effort into uh, my, my uh... and this is just kind of the state of men in general like nowadays contemporary men it's a very emasculated um 
dressed down man. It is the modern, you know, impotence that goes along with men. And she is like nodding her head along. Yes, yes, yes. Give me more. Give me more fuel. Go to my spiritual. Okay. Well, let's just. Do you want to stick with work or sex first? Oh. They feel intertwined to me. Like if I could be. So they feel intertwined because normally, as a man, as males. We want to be the breadwinner we want to provide, and we want to get recognition for our pursuits. We are designed to be the head of relationships. We are designed to be the head of really any hierarchical structure, which is what humanity is based on, and it is what all relationships, all groups are based on. You can't escape from it. And with him, he feels his sexual worth is tied to his monetary and, you know, like, physical working worth, his productivity. That's where I could have the wife. And then, that's how and then you'd probably be getting less sex than in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 that so she had to go for that subtle dig. Ha, women hilarious, so funny. Ah ha 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 ha. <laughs> Not, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> and now she is fiddling with her hair. Um, she yeah, is they, they feel intertwined. Messing with her. So, uh, but I don't, I don't know. Fidget. It but it, I'm sensing where I'm taking you. I'm sensing where I'm taking you. Well, duh. I mean, that was probably a Freudian slip there, which Freudian slips are kind of, you know, it's take it or leave it. But it's like you're sensing, uh, she probably meant you're sensing where I'm taking you, whereas she is like, she realizes she has the frame and she slipped up constructs around the concept that there is a contradiction between the spirit. Uh, con- contradiction around the constructs and con- let me deconstruct this to its most base parts and chop you up. Sexuality and sexuality have to do with thousands and thousands of years ago women were property. And children were property. And so it was a societal concern. Those flowers on her legs look like a Star of David. If you were fornicating. What? Sexuality have to do with thousands and thousands of years ago, women were property. And children were property. And so it was a societal concern if you were fornicating. Yes. Because there are negative externalities where you have illegitimate children that need to be cared for. Who is going to be the person? Is it going to be the father of the illegitimate children? Is it going to be the person who has a whole cuckoo situation where there's the foreign children in the nest? What is going to happen here? Really? 
So. I really feel like that's where it starts for me. Yeah. Feels like that's where it starts. Why is it so strong in me and not other people? Oh, it's really strong in a lot of people. Why is it really strong in him and not other people? And that's a common feeling. We are our own worst critics most of the time if we have a moral aspect that we come from. If we have an objective, higher view of ourselves where we judge ourselves from, where we have a mirror and we actually inspect ourselves and... She says, oh, it's like that in a lot of people when it's clearly not like that in you. It's really strong in a lot of people. So like For me, it feels like a particular thorn. For him, it feels like a particular thorn because he has a correct framework to go from. He knows, I don't know his sexuality, I don't know how that is, but there is a moral framework he is going from. This higher view with a non-subjective morality and his conscience is being a thorn to him well how were you raised what type of family what type of beliefs around sexuality did they have a conversation with you about sex how did it go Um, um, well she has this smile about her after that and watching him, she likes watching him writhe and have to really expose himself and say, this is how I was raised. There's a shame aspect around it. I wasn't really talked to about it. And it wasn't shown as so much a natural yet sacred thing as much as there was emotional abuse. There was shame around it as opposed to a sacredness a purity around it so there's a particular form so so do you see why it's an issue for me if you're sitting up here and saying why is it such a big issue for me when you're like oh well in my childhood there was so much shame and abuse relative to sexuality how can you be confused about why it's an issue for you then because of that and this was very malicious. This is her being very confrontational. And it's supposed to be an open environment whenever you're discussing these things. There are, There is a moment when it is correct to push back and be like, you, you correctly have identified what the problem is. Why are you asking this question when you know what the answer is? But with this, she's using it as a way to hold power over him. And he's actually, he's genuinely contemplative over this. And she's just sitting there fiddling with her fidget that's in her hand while he is actually examining his premises. By unraveling your mentality around it. This is what I'm doing. Part of awakening you to the reason that sexuality is seen as a contradiction to spirituality, thank you, religion, is because... Oh, that snide little dig into religion. It's not... Sexuality is not a a contradiction to 
spirituality. There is just the different kinds of relations. If you look at the different kinds of love, there is brotherly love, there is familial love, and there is sexual love. Then there's a spirituality and a love for the higher, for the transcendental. Whereas she is trying to say, oh, thank you, religion, for making sex bad. Where only puritanical religions that want to have an utter totalitarian hold over the practitioners, those are the only things where sex is shameful. In the Bible, it is viewed as a sacred thing. It is a special relationship where a man and a woman who have dedicated their lives to each other and to God as a threefold cord, they re- they give themselves to each other, rendering marital dues, and they come together in a special way. It is not a way that is supposed to be cheapened. It is not a way that is supposed to be some form of you know, shameful act. The only time sex is shameful is when it's illicit or it is something contradictory to the nature of what sex is supposed to be. One of the reasons it is enjoyable is because it is natural to be sexually attracted and whenever you have dedicated your life to your husband to your wife, whenever there is that familial bond there, whenever it is a heterosexual, sanctimonious relationship, it is a good thing. The only time that shame could be associated with it is if it were homosexual, if it were, I guess, sodomitic? I guess that's how you could call it, but there's that. And if it is unnatural or outside of the bounds of human decency or more like uh, decency as far as societal interpersonal interactions go. Showing some resistance. Oh, he's now here. I don't know if that's within himself or if that's him challenging her but it's very good because he puts up a little bit of a pushback and she's smiling here but she probably won't be smiling for long or if she does smile it's going to be kept up because she knows she can rework it see she smiled and then she went to a straight face and why why do you sense resistance We're not getting anywhere. We're not getting anywhere. Is that, I don't know if this is between him and her, but it is a very circular conversation. She is deconstructing while he is constructing. He is giving a higher view of sexuality, commitment, and really morality while she is trying to break it all down and 
they reach an impasse. And, uh, and this isn't, I don't know, maybe this isn't it or something like that. This isn't it or something like that. But this is the thing. I, this, so is this, the is, thing. this is resistance, you see. This is resistance, you see. Let me flip it back on you because I don't like the fact that you held the frame for a little bit and you actually put me back on my heels. So I need to retake the frame. I need to flip it back on you because I don't like value judgments being made towards me that are valid while I am trying to indoctrinate you, while I am trying to change your mind towards something that is debasing. What I'm handing you is a brand new way of thinking about... What I'm handing you is indoctrination, is a way to gain my approval as the only person who has shown curiosity towards you in your life. And I am very nervous. I'm messing with what is in my hand. And he has now opened himself. He lowered the mic from his face. He is assuming an open posture and he is allowing himself he's probably thinking about that statement if you knew that the only reason that sexuality was made an enemy based on religious practice is trying to maintain the property rights of a man which is only your feminist subjective view of sexuality it's not that's not how it goes then can you ultimately say that it's a, that sexuality is a contradiction spiritually? You're looking off, and you're trying to set up your own artificial bounds for what sex is, because you have a history of trauma and abuse around sexuality, and it no doubt stunted you in your maturation and your growth so you need to put it within your terms so you can have some way of controlling everything or is it a contradiction socially so right here he pushes back sort of well I guess then can you ultimately say that it's a, that sexuality is a contradiction spiritually? Or is it a contradiction socially? Right, I'm not sure I heard what you just said. Not sure I heard. Can you consider that you want to keep it wrong? That's very valid. Consider if you want to keep it wrong, because if there is something where you get a gut feeling, your gut is one of the most honest things. So if you feel that something is wrong, listen to it. Because it doesn't always steer you wrong as far as like positive morality goes. Do you understand why I just asked him that? Fourth wall break again. She is breaking away from that because she is uncomfortable that he has broken frame he has challenged her and he said I'm not sure if I heard what you just said it's not that he didn't hear what she said is 
I don't understand what you meant. That was a word salad. And this is me extrapolating out what she is more than likely thinking. It's like, oh, he's challenging me. I need to rehold the frame. Let me break away from him. Let me not acknowledge him. Let me turn to the audience who I have in my corner. And this can give me uh, a form of self-soothing. You can see the resistance he has to what I'm even saying. You can see the resistance he has to what I'm saying. When you're holding resistance to what he is saying, and you don't like it. Right. Oftentimes when, it, when it's difficult, like when I'm saying something and you're like, I don't even know what you just said. The conscious mind is saying, so, yeah. so this, we're going to take a different road. Ready? Okay. Your conscious mind is saying, nope. He posed a question that broke your frame and he challenged you and you're unable to stand up on your own premises because he is being his own person and he is breaking away from the frame in so few words of what you're trying to get out of him. I want to, I'm being you, I want to keep sexuality wrong, why? And that's a good question. That is a good question for introspection. Why do I want to keep sexuality wrong? What is the moral objection I have to whatever he is struggling with as far as his sexuality goes? That's very valid, but she is doing it to try to be like, oh, why are you doing what? She's making a value judgment on him and trying to get him off kilter it's safe so then we're fucked it's safe it's safe to keep sexuality wrong it's safe to keep sex wrong which you know in certain aspects it is good because it is a warning to you there are certain ways to do things and if you stray from those in so few words You're neck deep in shit creek with your mouth open. Whereas she is doing this, boom. This is the problem. Boom. And this throws them off. And shoulder shrug, and she's being very aggressive now. A lot more open in posture because she has taken it. And he is very contemplative here. And you can see him looking down and to the right, which normally that is associated with, like, in the brain as far as that goes. That is thinking and remembering. And there are different directions where you look that can talk about or it shows what part of the brain you would possibly be accessing. Serious, you guys. You have to look at this. This because this will this obviously if he's up here. This means it relates to you. It means that there is some aspect of your life where you have decided this is regardless of whether it's injuring you. You've decided to plant your feet, and there's a special plant around something that you are convinced is going to assist your existence. This help. I don't like the th- she has. It's not necessarily a th with her S's, 
but she has some kind of speech impediment that very much gets on my nerves. Bible. You're going to be so attached to that, it's going to be impossible to change your mind. So I'm making you aware of that aspect of yourself. Hmm. It's safe. It's hmm. safe to make sexuality wrong. Uh, it's, yeah, it's better to just shut it down so that it doesn't make any mistakes. Okay. Very good. Very good. It's best to shut down any improper sexual desires so that you don't make a mistake and so you don't cheapen yourself. What is so wrong with that? What is wrong with seeing the value of sexuality and your own sexual value, sexual market value, your own importance and self-worth? I don't make a fool out of myself. Don't make a fool out of yourself. But Good. that's the decision that you, you can make it. You can make There's it. There's nothing I can do about yeah. you making that decision. Exactly. And you shouldn't do anything about him making that decision to not cheapen himself. It's a decision. It's a decision, The yep. only thing that I can work with is somebody who's made the decision to change their mentality around. But just doesn't really know how. That's workable. Unworkable is, I've made the decision not to change my mind about this. Yeah, I'm going to cut it off here. So I'm just about at the time mark. But this is disgusting. God, I'm one of those people who's totally in resistance when he's up yeah. here. <laughs> so there's that one. Ugh. He has completely submitted himself at this point. He says that he's the one in resistance when he doesn't realize he held the frame and he put her in resistance and he could have completely just destroyed her by putting her on her own like checking her on her own premises and her own values so he is he, he cucked himself he's like he said it's a simp a coomer but yeah